Hippocrates, the father of medicine from ancient Greece, said, "A wise man should consider that a wise man should consider that health is the greatest of human blessings, and learn how by his own thought to derive." There are a lot of people in the modern world who have seemed to forgotten about this age-old wisdom, as the Western population, in particular, is suffering from disease, obesity, and chronic stress. Are we do are we doomed to perish in the urban comfort of our city? Do we have to escape back into the wilds to stay healthy, or is there a way to incorporate our primal bodies into the technological environment of today? That's exactly what we'll be talking about in today's Body Mind Empowerment podcast. I'm your host Simland, and my guest is Oily Soviervi. Oily is a medical doctor at the Helsinki Antioxidant Clinic and the co-author of the Biohacker's Handbook. He has pioneered the holistic health practice in Finland and is the only Finnish medical doctor with a psychological philosophical integral theory degree from John F Kennedy University. We're going to be talking about the biggest problem modern people have, chronic stress and what to do about it. We're also going to cover the benefits of spending time in nature, grounding yourself, and also the hidden dangers of electromagnetic frequencies that are surrounding us everywhere. I'm sure that after you listen to this episode, then you want to reconsider how you use your smartphones or your other technological gadgets. If you want to support this podcast, then make sure you leave us a review on iTunes and other social media platforms. But now let's delve into the world of too much stress. And EMF pollution. Do you want to know what it is? Body, mind, empowerment. Get stronger, faster, smarter, quicker, friendlier, more helpful, more driven. Everything the body needs. Control your mind. And Oli, welcome to the show. Thank you, Sim. It's it's a pleasure, and I I like your podcast and videos. They're just great. Thanks. And uh, why don't we start off with some of your personal backstory? Like, what got you into this field of research and exploration? After uh, like graduating from medical school, I was like pretty deep in the in the system. I, I was working my ass off. <laughs> so I I I have always been working very hard. You know, in in the medical school, I I was uh, handling these all, all kinds of like uh, lab tests and different stuff I was working from like six to nine in the morning and then go to school and mm. and uh, also working there in the nighttime so the, the work ethic has been always there and uh, then I went through the whole like uh, basic healthcare system and I literally has, have been in like 50 different places in Finland and seeing seeing how the system and how it really doesn't work and and how I, I did this uh, kind of uh, medical uh, like gig practitioner, so I, yeah. I went from place where there's like acute need. So I was like on call for 24/7. Mm. So so you can think what what that does to my stress level. Mm-hmm. So I was I was like in in the fight or flight mode mm. nearly all the time. I slept like four to five hours per night and Same. trained five to six times per week. So <laughs> I was going in like burning the candle from both yeah. ends. Uh, at one point. Uh, I was just so tired that I, I had to stop it. I then I, I quit all the hard all the work, and I was um, started to think what what I want to do, what I really want to do. Mm. So that was like eight eight years ago, and then uh, I was starting to like read and research <clears throat> this um, holistic health and functional medicine and 
in the crawl theory and then I went to the JFK University to study that and uh, you know things got on from there mm. and I began hacking my sleep and also exercising less eating better you know this basic basic stuff so I was doing biohacking all back back in then uh, even I didn't know about that it's called biohacking yeah. so uh, we now have a good good term for uh, taking care of your health in a holistic way and biohacking I, I think it's it's uh, like a perfect term for that and mm. then uh, a little later uh, about four years ago we decided to write a biohackers handbook with with Jaakko uh, Halmetoja and Teemu Arina and here we are about to release it in English pretty mm. soon so that's that's it it's in a nutshell <laughs> yeah and uh, you know what well, definitely like this we talk a lot about how when you look at what biohacking is then it's not anything uh in innovative in of itself you know it's it's, it's the it's the fundamentals you know exercise nutrition sleep but you know have you you, yeah. you add the, the qualification and the technological aspect to it which makes it more appealing and more effective for the for the for the average person and sure yeah and you are you do you do deal a lot of with with different patients and clients who who are suffering from diseases or who they just want to improve their health you know what's the most common issue people have uh, well it's 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 all had to had to do with stress with chronic stress so that's causing like various symptoms um, Many have gut problems. That's like the like the key point, like the center of, of uh, not well-being, but being being very ill. So uh, chronic stress, gut problems, hormonal issues, uh, mental issues. So they're all connected together. And usually it's it's this balance of the autonomic nervous system. So I go always check that in the first place. Also uh, poor nutrition, like mm -hmm. nutritional deficiencies. You cannot no if you don't measure so i i measure yeah. a lot of stuff i do a lot of uh like uh, functional measurements how, how it's actually in your gut how is the microbiome mm. how, how do you get your nutrients in there and uh, what what are the deficiencies so it, it's uh it's key to understand uh, the systematic way of thinking the body as a whole whole system and also parts mm. of like different uh, systems, mm. so the gastrointestinal system, uh, the circulation system, etc. And putting these together, uh, we have a more complete picture of the of the person. Mm. And of course, uh, the power of the mind, which which you talk about a lot, mm. that's overriding everything. So if you have a, like a lot of fears, beliefs, and like uh, negative connotations, it's gonna override the bodily system. Mm. So you have to take care of that too. Yeah. Yeah. And it's and it's definitely something uh, that most people aren't actually aware of that that their thoughts and emotions can actually cause a physiological stress response in their body. Uh, I I think it's it's an accumulation of different stressors, whether it's it's from the family or from the work or bad nutrition, mm. uh, environmental toxins, and so on, and uh, and the ability to to like handle all the stress that's that's around us it's it's being diminished and at the same time the stressors are going up so there's a disbalance between that mm. so i think that's the key problem we need stress we need the, your stress which is good stress but mm. many are are in hyper stress state all the time and yeah. um, at the other end they're in the distress mm. so, so finding a balance yeah is, 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 that's the key
And what do you prescribe to people do for your patients for stress reduction? Yeah, well, uh, first uh, is just being aware of what the stressors are. Mm. So most people, they are not even aware of those things. So finding out, I, I ask questions and uh, we spend in the in my appointment or, or reception at least one hour. So mm. the anamnesis part is very critical. So I, I make them uh, feel like these metabolic screening questionnaires which go through different body parts and I, I can deduce from there what is the case in, in the in the stress stress uh, in their bodies, but what I do, I uh, prescribe them like breathing practices, like mm. simple box breathing or or just four seven eight breathing, or just like uh, breathe in for two seconds and four seconds out. Mm. So uh, the meaning of the breathing out that's that's activating, and I show them in in the appointment how to do it. Mm -hmm. And many people they breathe only here, like. <gasps> Okay, take a deep breath. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like a, <laughs> no, breathe, breathe in your diaphragm, like so that your mm -hmm. whole body is breathing. So, um, learning to breathe—that's like the number one thing. But what about like uh, I've heard that nasal breathing is more parasympathetic, and if you breathe through your mouth, then you're actually stimulating like the stress response. Is it is it true? Uh might be I, I usually breathe through the nose mm. like all the time uh, nose is meant to be the breathing breathing like uh, airway mm. not not through the mouth mouth is more for for eating so it, it might be might be that I, I haven't seen any research but uh, I haven't actually looked so yeah okay. that's, that's uh, that could make sense mm. and uh, if, if for those of who you for those of you who are watching this podcast on the video then you can see that Oli is actually standing outside in uh, in his backyard, <laughs> a natural environment, and fully immersed with the elements. And, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, I wanted to talk about nature because you you you've said a lot that the nature is actually one of the best healers for the body. And can you tell us about how how does natural environments affect our physiology and and why it's so important? Yeah, it's um, if you think about our. Um history as a human being so we've been living like 99.99 percent .99 in a natural environment mm. and only like 0 0.1 or 0.01 percent in this urban environment so there's a clear mismatch so mm. for example in Finland only four percent think that they're like purely urban people so 96 percent are more or less uh, more like forest people mm. or, or being in the nature so so uh just being in in the environment that's been encoded into our genes into our bodily system so what's happening if you go outside in the nature uh, for example in the forest it takes only five minutes and your pulse rate is going to slow down uh, your breathing starts to slow down mm. and spend a little more time and you feel that the stress response is going down uh, spend like one to two hours you see that your cognitive performance is going up Mm -hmm. And if you spend a night in the forest, that's that's actually the best thing you could do for lowering, lowering your stress, lowering the blood pressure and, and just, uh, you know, inflammation. Mm -hmm. So chronic inflammation, that's a huge thing for many people. Mm -hmm. You don't have to take any supplements or, or if even you don't even have to change your diet, but just go to the forest. Of course, I, 
I can I could recommend that you eat like anti-inflammatory diet, but just by going to nature and spending there a few days will lower the inflammation response. Mm-hmm. But uh, what do you think it is? Why do you think it is so? Like, is it like this? Uh, some sort of uh, you get exposed to some sort of physical. You get uh, you get exposed to a much better environment, or is it something like that works on your subconscious mind as well? Yeah, um, th- I think there are a lot of different uh, vari- variables. So first has to do with the air, air quality, and also uh, the the harmonization of the different senses, mm-hmm. the hearing, the seeing. So it's it's a it's very harmonic outside. Mm-hmm. It, it's not like rough angles and okay. stuff like that. Uh, also, I, I would say uh, the electromagnetic pollution, it's mm. usually a lot less in the forest than it's here. Many different things. Mm. Yeah. So, but um, I, I can, you know, when I look outside, I can see some green pastures, some leaves, some uh, clouds and such. And, but, uh, but I do stay in the urban environment as well from time to time. So, how could people, you know, wh- what could people do who are living in this city to, you know, get more uh, nature into their lives? Yeah, that's a good question. And uh, we have actually a solution made in Finland. It's called uh, Nava. Mm-hmm. So that's that's a green uh, wall. It's a green wall, oh. which is breeding. Uh, its roots are purifying the air and it also brings the nature element to the office. So, for example, we have in our biohacker office mm. one uh, Nava wall and also in, in our medical clinic we have one wall. Okay. So it's uh, purifying the air but also brings the nature element and that's mm. being shown to lower the stress response like immediately if you have some nature elements. Mm. Wow, that's that's quite good. good. Like uh, It's like uh, your... Uh, you, it's like they're ordinary plants, but uh, they're on steroids or something. <laughs> <laughs> well, you could call that you know, with like quote unquote steroids. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it's it's interesting because the the roots are actually the part that are cleaning the air. Mm. So uh, when I go to the office, it's um, it's kind of a different smell that you, that mm. would go to normal office. It's better oxygen levels. It's, it mm. just feels feels better. Of course, you have to take care of it. If you don't take care of the wall, it, it will be growing some mold, and that's not yeah. a good thing either. So, yeah, yeah. it's the, it's it comes to show that there are these uh, things that we cannot see and feel that much, like for instance the Nova wall. But uh, w- what I'm trying to uh, point to is also that we're also surrounded by a lot of invisible electromagnetic frequencies and radio waves, especially yes. in the city. Like this is quite a new new field of research, but it's you know re- research is showing that showing that the EMF has a lot of negative effects on our health. Can you tell us a little bit about that, like whether or not it's true? It's true, yeah. Even even though the government or or some, <laughs> some like instances are are, not, are trying to say that it's not, but there's more and more research coming how it's uh, like detrimental to to our health. So some people are more sensitive, and some some people are not that sensitive, or or they are not aware of the effects. Mm. I I I can sense if if there's a lot of pollution, so I I tend to go in the places that there's there's not. But uh, of course we are. Um, there's, there's a, we are like uh, consisting of energy, mm-hmm. different 
different waveforms of energy. Everything is energy. So it, it's uh, quite stupid to think that electromagnetic waves are not affecting our body because mm. light is and sound is. So why wouldn't that be? So it might be causing like uh, increase of cancer cells, like disruption in, in the body homeostasis, uh, like chronic uh, oxidative stress mm-hmm. creating these free radicals. Uh, what it has to, has to got to do with the frequency of, of the devices. Mm-hmm. So they're pretty like very high frequency devices, like gigger or even terahertz uh, magnitude. So that's that's what I would uh, recommend to go. And of course, if you ground yourself, you're diminishing all the effects of of the uh, EMF that's around you. Mm, okay. Are, are there, do you know any like long term studies? or research on people's bio- biomarkers and horm- hormones linked to EMF? Uh, I haven't seen any long-term studies because I, I think it's a, a rather like new research mm. area. But one interesting study that I came across is that people who have these uh, amalgam, like, uh, do, you, do you know what's amalgam? Uh, yeah, like a plump in yeah. your... Yeah, yeah. So it's uh, it's an old method of, of you know, like treating the carriers, and so you mm. put put these amalgam um, clumps uh, in your mouth. So if you're very close to a Wi-Fi router, mm-hmm. like like thirty centimeters, it will actually release uh, the mercury from the amalgam. Wow! So that's not a good thing. And, wow. uh, that's crazy. <laughs> a lot of people have uh, like, especially if they're like forty or older, they have a lot of uh, amalgam in, in their he- heads and mouths. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, I don't know that, that that has to be a big issue. I, I just came across that study, and uh, I've been thinking why so many people have high-end mercury, and yeah. it's not only about eating too much like fish or or, or whatever. Yeah. So I, I think that has to do with it too. I've actually heard like that the EMF <coughs> can also uh, lower testosterone in men. Is it is it true? Yes. It yeah. is. It's true. Yeah. And so if you have like a laptop on your yeah. uh, on your lap, <laughs> yeah. So that's not a, usually a good thing. So you're radiating your testicles with with uh, frequencies that you don't want to. So yeah, it's it's lowering the sperm count, also lowering the testosterone production, and I I definitely don't want that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, but uh, of course, like w- if you're living in a city, then you can't block out all EMF around you because of you know neighbors and it's it's everywhere pra- practically. And mm. what can what can a person do to reduce the negative effects of EMF on their health? Yeah, well, go outside, go into the nature more, and just like detox your. That's I call that like electronic detox. Also, so uh, what you can do is that you stand. <clears throat> you stand barefoot, uh, like on on the grass or so. So then you're immediately grounding, and uh, the flow of electrons is is like uh, that's an antioxidative system. So you can uh, diminish the the oxidative stress mm. that's being caused by the EMF just by standing on the ground mm-hmm. for like 10 to 20 minutes. So it's it's usually clearing all the negative effects of the EMF. Yeah, but definitely. <laughs> Don't wear your smartphone <laughs> in your pocket at the same time. Or <laughs> no, 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 no. That's that's uh, probably the most stupid thing to do. So about smartphones, um, especially if you're moving, so mm-hmm. it's it's constantly constantly trying to find different like these uh, 
connection points. So mm-hmm. uh, I would recommend you that you switch off if mm-hmm. you're driving, traveling, or or whatever. Uh, I w- I keep it in offline as as uh, often as possible, and I only open it when I when I use it. So yeah, I I even like when I found out about these things, then I even you know started to res- I I stopped using it uh, near my head as well. I put it on yeah. the speaker and keep it away from my brain for at least like a few centimeters so that I wouldn't directly yeah. send it to the head. Yeah, I that's that's a very good advice and I noticed that uh, many years ago I was wondering when I was speaking on the phone mm. why why did my uh, like this ear felt warm. Mm. I'm pretty sensitive to all, all kind of uh, energy so uh, after that, I began researching, and okay, it's it might cause some mm-hmm. like brain brain cancer, and it's uh, mm-hmm. changing the metabolism in, in in the brain. So, I stopped using that for years ago. Mm-hmm. So when I have phone, I um, usually wear like this, uh, no Bluetooth, just uh, with with this uh, wire, and there's a microphone here. Mm-hmm. That's why the beautiful light color. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, so, so like uh, Bluetooth headphones are also like quite bad for you, right? Uh, not as bad, not nearly as bad as uh, speaking like the phone in your head. Okay. But it, it's it's also a little bit of radiation. So if you if you want to diminish like all the radiation, then mm. okay. then, then it might be good. You you don't have a Bluetooth either, so yeah. Ah, yeah, it's it's wired in. <laughs> yeah, but. Uh, <laughs> I also wanted to ask one of one of my friends actually asked me that uh, are there any negative side effects to grounding like can you do too much of it uh, I think you can you can do too much of like everything and I've I've seen a few patients of mine uh, when I've been like okay go grounding they have like being there for two hours and they actually feel worse mm. so uh, that might be due to uh, the effect on on the autonomic nervous system. Mm-hmm. So it it might be going too um, too high in the parasympathetic uh, okay. node. So, um, but, but usually that's the case with the patients that they have like low sympathetic activity, and if they go too high in the parasympathetic activation, it's it's uh, actually making them feel worse. Mm. But usually those people are suffering from this uh, so-called chronic fatigue syndrome or or ME. So. Mm-hmm. Um, I think uh, finding like the good uh, balance, good homeostasis is, is is good. And if you if you feel that okay now it's enough, then mm-hmm. just that it's it's enough. But you have mm-hmm. to become aware also how your body feels. So um, mm. yeah, like, yeah. I would also think like there actually might be some uh, some small benefit for some mild exposure to EMF pollution. Like it causes so that so that your body would could build a tolerance to dealing with it in the future. Like, let's imagine if you if you put like a caveman from the ice age in the middle of uh, New York Times Square, and then they're they're gonna get this massive headache because they haven't ex- been exposed to Wi-Fi or Bluetooth ever before. Yeah, and yeah. you know they're gonna get anxiety and inflammation. But um, but, but modern humans they've you know built some resistance to it, so. It's, yeah. it's, it's it causes like the small hormetic response. Yes, hormetic stressor. So that's very good point. Uh, 
we discussed that also in our uh, biohacking stress mm. book. That's that's uh, the forthcoming next book after the biohackers handbook. Mm. So uh, yeah, of course, uh, if if you just uh, like live live in a cage and and just don't exposure yourself to mm. anything, then then you are not gonna build any resilience. Mm. So that's that's a good point. And of course, everybody is is. Uh, Everybody has to deal with some EMF. So, what you can do is to build build your resilience of, of your own body by doing these different biohacks mm. that you can do. So, yeah. are, are there any signs of maybe uh, too much EMF or too low testosterone that person can recognize? Um, too much EMF might cause some like symptoms, different symptoms, headache. Dizziness, uh, low energy. Mm-hmm. Um, that usually those those are the uh, symptoms. Uh, about testosterone, uh, you might not get any symptoms, but but I would recommend that you go and measure your total testosterone and free testosterone, and there's SHBG and uh, LH and estradiol, just to just to make sure that mm-hmm. you're you're on the safe side and rather in, in the upper side. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you don't necessarily feel that. Of course, if your libido is low and your energy is low, that might be due to the low testosterone, but it might also be due to different other things. Mm-hmm. But by measuring it, it's, that's that's the, probably the only way to find out. It comes to show that all things are connected, like your sleep and testosterone, they're, they're also affected, like, uh, and, it, and it weakens your immune system at the same time. And uh, th- these things have uh, clear consequences on all areas of your life. And uh, you as a doctor also are, you know, involved in these types of things. And uh, how, can a, how can a person uh, identify a weakened immune system without, without any real medical examination? Uh, well, of course, uh, if you get sick often. That's, mm. that's a good sign of it. If you get all the flu, that's that's you know around the here and there. It's it's always a good sign. Um, yeah, well, that's that's like the most basic thing. And also, if if the if you get the flu and it's lasting like for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks and you don't recover, mm. so that's that's a clear sign that it's not really functioning well. Uh, if you don't get any fever ever. Mm-hmm. Like you have a low temperature and you don't you don't get fever. That's that's also not a good sign because uh, the fever is it's uh, rising the temperature and it's uh, clearing out the microbes. So mm-hmm. it's it's a natural uh, phenomenon. Okay. And you you might get like well in in just a few days it get the fever. Uh, well, lack of energy is also a sign of a weakened immune system because it's affecting also also the energy production. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of different symptoms, like uh, having like a running nose all the time, mm-hmm. uh, sore throat, and most people have like these um, mild symptoms that they are so used to do that they don't even even like notice or be yeah. or they're not aware of those. And when you ask, okay, do you have these? And, and it's, it's it's a sign of okay, something is not not okay. There might be something going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've heard actually like that. Uh, like that's the the vast majority of your immune system is located in your gut. Uh, the, how does how does your gut health affect your your you know, let's say your sickness and uh, immune system? 
Yeah, you have very good questions, and you're leading <laughs> leading the way very good. I, I like that. So uh, uh, I wouldn't say most of the immune system is in the gut. There's this specific uh, immune system called GALT. So okay. um, uh, of course, uh, every every like uh, mucus area has their own 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 like microbiome, own own inf- infect uh, like immune system in the nose, in the mouth, uh, in the skin, mm-hmm. and also in the gut. Uh, well, the effect of the gut microbiome, it's, it's of course huge to the immune system. So everything you eat, if there's some like toxins or microbes, it, it get, will get, get destroyed by good microbiome. Mm-hmm. So if, if the biodiversity is uh, versatile in the, in the gut, so that's usually a good sign. Mm-hmm. So for example, when I measure these uh, gut studies, I always get this uh, diversity like gram is usually people have it, it's, it's very low. Mm-hmm. And then we think, okay, what can we do to hire your, your diversity? And uh, one, one thing for that is, is to eat this like um, uh, soil-based organisms, either in food or, or just uh, like, for example, like a prescript assist uh, mm. provided tablets are very good for like um, getting the diversity up. Mm-hmm. But what, what I recommend is like eating like a wide variety of uh, different uh, vegetables and plants so that's like the best best way to feed feed the good bacteria mm. different kind of systems get into your bloodstream and they cause an immune reaction if the immune system is functioning well if it's not mm-hmm. they might cause these chronic uh, diseases like Lyme, Lyme disease and different uh, like uh, Epstein-Barr virus becoming chronic and chronic mononucleosis and stuff like that so mm-hmm. that's what I why I say it in the beginning that the health the center of the health is in the gut. So, mm. yeah, that that's a huge thing to take, take care of. And uh, I've seen your videos that you recommend, like sauerkrauts and like fermented pickles and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And they're very good for for your gut health. It's just implement these like daily basis, and you will get a better immune system. Also, mm. yeah, we also talked with Jaco in our previous podcast also about these uh, gut health, and he recommended actually fermenting uh, these uh, wild wild uh, plants like nettles and those yeah uh, i'm yeah. definitely going to have to start you know trying out them next season to to see how how it how they taste and work <laughs> yeah they're actually like amazing i i got from yako this uh bottle of like different wild herbs fermented wild herbs and i i ate it in like a few days <laughs> because <laughs> it was so good mm. uh, and I haven't found anything like that uh, after that, but uh, I, I use sauerkraut and like organic sauerkraut about daily. And also I use these uh, raw alpine cheeses, like mm. like uh, raw goat cheeses. Um, my favorite is Montebore, which which is uh, Leonardo da Vinci's favorite from from mm. the <laughs> mm-hmm. from like 300 year, years back. Nice. So that's like a living organism. It's got like this uh, very like uh, very strong smell and, mm. and you can see that it's alive okay. if you compare like these processed pasteurized uh, normal cheeses they're they're dead so mm. there's no nothing alive in there so uh, I, I don't take any probiotic supplements uh, anymore because I eat these cheeses and, and these fermented things so mm. I, I they feel a lot better and uh, what I concentrate all also is, is prebiotics mm. so I want to feed the good bacteria more yeah. So yeah. would you would you say like that the uh, processed 
regular keys so that supermarkets that uh, <coughs> it's it's not that useful at all no it's it's not not useful at all it's mm. um, probably destroying the guts if for example it's, okay. if it's from like a, a normal normal uh, a1 cows that have eaten crap and being like highly processed and homogenized and you know uh, just destroyed the whole whole thing that could be very healthy mm. Mm. yeah and uh, what about some other tactics to boost the immune system um, I take a lot of uh, adaptogens mm. my <clears throat> my favorite is, is uh, Seasonally, chaga, Finnish mm. chaga, high auric values. So yeah. that's like the basic thing in here. But I also like uh, these more exotic reishi, mm -hmm. like uh, wild purple reishi from from Tibet. Mm. And that's 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 more for the stress, but it's also good for the immune system. Mm. So those are probably my two go-tos. And uh, I I try and test a lot of things, and I go intuitively on the on the base of that. Uh, I, I really like Finnish uh, root or rhodiola. Mm -hmm. That's more more on on the stress side, the HPA axis, but also good for the immune system. Um, seasonally, I also take like pure vitamin C mm -hmm. from like amla, um, like a highly bioavailable zinc. That's mm. that's like a staple for me. And of course, uh, if I don't get any sun, uh, I will take vitamin D, which is uh, combined in, in the in the fat formulation. Mm -hmm. I used to go like five times per per year to Spain, but okay. uh, not not that more anymore. But uh, in in a month, we are going to for two weeks in, in the Canaries, Canary Islands just to get some sun and yeah, relaxation yeah. and vitamin D. So that's uh, that's like probably the best boost for the immune system for mm. me especially people in the northern climate they tend to have a lot of uh, vitamin d deficiencies and because of that i would imagine like that they that the effects of stress are that much uh, stronger on them as well so how, yeah. do, how do you overcome this burnout burnout state how did you overcome your your uh, fatigue uh working less Mm. <laughs> <laughs> that that was the key key point. Uh, resting more, sleeping more, mm. getting better quality sleep. Uh, I also uh, what I noticed that I I ate too little at the time. I was like also in in the ketotic state like all the time mm -hmm. because I ate so little and trained too much. So I was like in the getting catabolic state. Mm -hmm. I was I was uh, pretty. I wouldn't say skinny. I was muscular, but like under six percent body fat like just too too ripped okay. too like uh dr too dry so uh by eating more better quality food uh resting more just you know simple basic stuff and also taking care of my gut health that, mm. that was a huge thing so i began measuring all the variables and i found out that i had no living lactobacilli in in my gut mm. and also my bifidobacter were pretty low Mm. So that's that's uh, that's uh, usually two things that you have to get like elevated, mm. like the bacilli and bifida bacteria. Just you know, basic basic biohacking things. Um, yeah. Usually, usually the thing is that you, you have to find out what you want to really want to do. So uh -huh. I did that, and 
what you really like to do it and not to do it too much yeah and uh, yeah it's a good good point to talk about some of your other uh, uh, activities you're involved with you know because you're you're not just a doctor you're also an author a biohacker an entrepreneur and also an athlete uh, am I right yes uh, to all all of those <laughs> <laughs> so so how do you manage to live a more stress-free and uh, relaxed life in the modern world while still handling your job your family and the toxins in the environment yeah it's uh, that's that's a very good question and sometimes it's not that easy but um, I go uh, by by the way I feel mm. but also I measure with with this aura ring, my mm. re- recovery and sleep, so it's, it's it's giving me like like uh, this objective data. For example, today my temperature was a bit higher than usually, so I won't won't have like any heavy training session mm. today. Even though I slept very well and uh, the HRV is pretty good, but um, you know, just um, by having this objective data and also how it compares to how I feel, mm-hmm. I feel pretty good now. So. Um, I will go for for a long walk and stuff like that. But uh, so of course, sometimes I'm very stressed, and uh, I've I've uh, seen also that the gut health has to do a lot of with that. So um, my diet is uh, I I go very low FODMAP diet because it's not really good for my gut. Mm-hmm. I, I've tried like eating a lot of kales and stuff and then I get this brain fog for two days so <laughs> that's not for for my micro, microbiome so keep, keeping the diet uh, very like stable and finding out what's, what's really good for you it clearly affects uh, my cognitive perform- performance and also my emotions mm. uh, for example now uh, I go intermittent fasting every day mm-hmm. so I, this is what I drink uh, it's uh, salt and just uh, mineral sparkling water and a mm-hmm. little bit of coffee. Uh, so I I fast uh, as long as I feel good, and then I break the fast with some bone bone broth, and uh, I, we have these great uh, ice cubes. Mm. So they made from this wild reindeer. Uh, oh yeah. Bone broth, and uh, I mix with <laughs> uh, turmeric and ginger and and some uh, vitamin C and uh, apple cider vinegar and some salt. So I break the fast with that usually every day. Do you like melt melt down the bone broth cubes or? Uh, uh sorry. <laughs> do, you, do you melt down the bone broth cubes? Yes, uh, yes. Okay. Uh, it's in the in the freeze freeze mm. uh, fridge and it's about this size cube and I melt down and just pour some hot water and all the other ingredients and just stir and drink mm. drink the hot. Nice. I can feel like at the moment that there are some ketones in my in my mouth, it's it's this uh, quite quite uh, yeah, very metallic st- uh, taste, and uh, I actually measured. I have this uh, keto breath test, so it's in a mild mild ketosis. But mm. uh, I found out that that that's very good for my mental health, very good for overall energy, and mm. and uh, I eat carbohydrates, uh, but it's in, in the evening and night time. But I still get. Uh, get into the ketosis in the, in the morning and daytime. So, mm. so it's, it's, like it's something constant. like something like uh, carb backloading or something. Uh, yeah, yeah, I would say that. Um, now I've been cutting it down a little bit more, so it's it's uh, going under, clearly under under hundred. You might be even under fifty, mm. fifty grams. But 
I cycle it. Uh, by the way, I feel if I start to feel like lethargic, I, I might go higher. Mm. So just going by the feel of the body and, and the mind, it's it's a good way to go. Because I used to be like that, that I have like this very strict schedule. Okay, training Monday, Wednesday, mm. Friday, Saturday, mm-hmm. and then then oh, even on Sunday. Um, but I don't do that anymore. It's it's more by feel, and uh, that's why I train train at home. Mm-hmm. I have a base, basement gym, and yeah. I train a lot of outside. Yeah, I saw you send me like this uh, uh, Facebook clip of you doing some clean and jerks with over 100 kilograms, and uh, it was quite uh, impressive. So, what does your training look like in general? How often you do it, and at what intensity? Yeah. Uh, it also varies. Uh, I, I I don't really count how often I do. Uh, yesterday I did uh, like uh, very short intensive like bodybuilding training. Mm. Uh, I use this like triple supersets just to get the time under tension and also the metabolic load very high. Mm-hmm. But I all, only do like three movements and three sets. So for mm. example, yesterday I did like heavy heavy double bench presses for repetitions of, of six. Uh, then some uh, fat grip bicep curls for a repetition of 14, and then uh, like this band band tricep extensions for reps of 25. Mm-hmm. So so I combined like versus strength movement, then more or less this hypertrophic movement, and then it's it's more like this endurance movement. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did that yesterday and also a day before that, and to, today I'm just probably go for the long walk, but. Uh, I, I will show you this um, just a moment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have this uh, sandbag in here. Yeah. So this is a this is a forty <laughs> kilo sandbag. So uh, what I do is uh, I do a lot of clean and jerks with this sandbag. So it usually looks like like this. So uh, <laughs> nice, nice. That's, nice. That's that's my favorite tool. Uh, the sandbag. It's uh, not stable, mm. and it's more like if you're actually functional. lifting lifting something. Yeah, and uh, yeah, you know, I, I I improvise. I do uh, what I feel feel like, but it's it's more has to do with the explosive uh, power training and and uh, some heat training mm. every now and then but still keeping these uh, certain phases of training. Mm. Okay, so uh, I want to actually now transition over to you more into your personal routines and habits a bit. And uh, sure. when we were at the summit, at the Biohacker Summit, then you talked about that you that you shoot some red light into your nose at the morning. <laughs> Can you tell us a little bit about how do you do it and you know, what's the purpose of that? Yeah, well... Uh, First thing in the morning, I uh, usually my wife brings it to me. I, I sleep in a little longer than than she does, and uh, uh, it's it's a, a intranasal uh, uh, infrared light called mm-hmm. view light to device. So it's um, improving my uh, circulation in the brain, especially in the deep ventral areas. So I get a good boost of uh, dopamine, and also uh, it's also actually. Um, if you have a higher stress response in the morning, it's lowering that too. Mm-hmm. So there's this 10 hertz, hertz pulsing light also. Okay. 
So I do that, then I uh, just go outside and take some like fresh air, and if it's not like super cold or super <clears throat> super much snow, I go also barefoot for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, I go inside and drink a lot of water, salt and like lemon and apple cider vinegar, and just like get the nutrition mm-hmm. hydration going on. And um, I like vibration, so I have this uh, pretty. Uh, uh, good like uh, portable vibration plate so I go on that for a few minutes just to get like the mm. vibration on the cells uh, have some bright lights mm. like this uh, season for for like preventing any seasonal affected disorder I have this very very clear like white light so that's cutting off the melatonin that might still be there uh, is it is it like something uh, similar to the human charger or uh, yeah, it's similar, but it's it's not going into your ear, but it's it's just uh, through the eyes, so it's uh, like regulating the suprachiasmatic nucleus in in the deep deep areas of the brain and hypothalamus. Mm-hmm. So I I want to like time my circadian rhythms. Of course, in the summertime I go outside in the sun when there is sun. Mm-hmm. Uh, after that, I play a little bit with my my daughter. She's uh, almost two years old and then I go to the infrared sauna for a little bit of sweating mm-hmm. and like s- small exercise there but it's it's pretty pretty like it's a one one person infrared sauna so I, I don't really get to move there a lot uh, after that I take a cold sour for a few minutes mm-hmm. that's usually that's that's usually when I feel the best it's after that it's like yeah. oh, like like yeah. <laughs> feels just so good and uh, yeah. you know a lot of these uh, things that just to get my uh, body and system waking up and so I don't have to like go training I don't really like to train in the mornings because uh, I'm more like a night person or evening person so mm. my uh, the energy goes up usually towards the day mm. yeah uh, yeah so that's about it. Some coffee with cinnamon and vanilla, um, a little bit of uh, MCT or brain octane, and I I don't usually eat anything. Maybe some amino acids. I I tend to take some EAA, mm-hmm. essential amino acids, uh, if I feel that okay, I I might need some boost in in the cognition. Mm-hmm. And uh, another thing that you only briefly mentioned that the summit was a nitric oxide and that is also like a quite a new emerging topic and I'm curious uh, yeah. what, what it is and what effects it has on the body yeah well nitric oxide is it's um, it's a molecule that's uh, opening the blood vessels and the endothelium in, in the in the blood vessels so it's a uh, very critical for for the circulation and you can actually get the nitric oxide pumping if you just like do these small movements you can go go for a few minutes like this and you feel this uh, tingling like after a few minutes mm-hmm. it also you can prevents from getting getting you a heart attack and <laughs> like stuff like that and uh, just getting the heart pumping also opening up the vessels in in the brain Mm-hmm. So it's over overall very good. Uh, it's also been found to be anti-inflammation uh, okay. agent. Wow. So uh, 
you can stimulate uh, nitric oxide by using this um, malate, uh, arginine, and okay. uh, this this other combination. I don't recall what what was like that, but we have this supplement called No Way. Mm-hmm. Finnish supplement, so it's co- combining these. I, w- I will get you that uh, after the podcast, so you can check it out. Okay, I'll check it out. But uh, are there any other supplements you take? Uh, you mean in the morning uh, or overall in your overall? Yes. Um, I experiment with a lot of things, so mm-hmm. but they're usually like cyclic. Mm-hmm. For example, today I I began using this uh, D ribose mm-hmm. just to feel if it has any any like effect on my energy levels, and I I feel pretty good, you know. It just it's uh, like replenishing the ATP that's been used in in like training and mm-hmm. and overall like working and so on. Uh, vitamin D in in the winter times, I use uh, I use quite a bit of uh, magnesium might go even to one gram per day. Mm. I use this uh, pure magnesium glycinate mm-hmm. and nothing nothing else in it. Uh, today I took some ubiquinol. It's like activated CoQ10. Mm-hmm. Uh, I took this uh, resveratrol, which is like uh, boosting this NAD+. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, energy production. Um, some uh, adaptogenic herb combinations uh, like rhodiola and, and so on. Uh, mm. uh, enzymes, I, I use uh, the serapeptase enzymes every morning and also mucolize and just to break down all the all the unwanted uh, scars and, and so on. So en- enzymes, it's, it's pretty huge for me. Yeah, probably some something else I don't recall. Oh, yeah, vitamin C. I like just pure pure vitamin C. Yeah. <laughs> what about creatine or? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. <laughs> Every day, uh, five grams. Uh, I might take some breaks, but uh, I've been using that for like twenty years. Mm. So um, I actually notice if if I have a break and start using it again not only the strength goes up a little bit but also the cognitive performance goes up oh. so that's that's clearly affecting that so it's it's a stable stable for me yeah it's i think they've shown that it, it improves memory and yeah stuff like that so i think like we've we're nearing the end of this show and we've you know delved into the mind of Oli for quite a while now and i'm going to ask you like a few of my last questions from you yeah, uh, and you know the, this podcast is called Body Mind Empowerment, and which involves both your physical and mental aspects of your life. So, what would be like two of the most important and most effective things anyone can do for their body and their mind? Well, uh, breathing. Number okay. one is uh, conscious breathing. Uh, for me, that was like the I, I think that was like the key element of coming out of the stress. Because mm. I I began consciously breathing, uh, consciously like doing these like deep breathing sessions every night because I had like insomnia, so that helped a lot. So uh, that would be like the best best thing to go on, and and you can like um, widen that perspective into mindfulness and then to into different meditative practices. So mm. for example, 
yesterday I did this loving kindness meditation. Mm. And after that, I did this more of uh, consciousness uh, widening, ex- ex- uh, like this uh, ex- meditation by Ralph Metzner. Mm. Uh, meditation and breathing would be like like the key things to go. Uh, also, uh, being aware of your uh, like beliefs and uh, negative, especially negative beliefs. Of course, we we all have a lot of different beliefs a lot of like we have been programmed from since we were born so coming out of those but it's usually uh very interesting to uh like talk with your parents about this because Mm -hmm. just by seeing what what they do you you usually have those too so um that's what's coming like right now in my mind i think it's like those things lay the foundation to being aware of your condition and your, your 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 individual blueprint, whether that be your genetic makeup or the programming of your mind, you know, raising awareness mm-hmm. around that. So I think that's also like a key. Yeah, and uh, I think you you uh, you have a lot of upcoming things as well in your life with the biohackers handbook as well. Maybe you can tell people about what it is and the how how they can get their hands on on this book. Yeah, so uh, Biohackers Handbook is a five-part book that's consisting of, of uh, mind, sleep, nutrition, exercise, and work. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a systematic way of approaching different like body systems and how you can measure them. Uh, for example, in, in the nutrition side, we go th- through these all different food groups, and it's not about any diet, it's about how to pick like the quality from from the bad quality. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, we have, have things like how, how you can like uh, exercise yourself, like bigger muscles, or or improve mm-hmm. your uh, anaerobic conditioning, or how to hack your memory and uh, how to improve like working memory and uh, how to get in the flow flow state. Mm-hmm. But also what you can do and how you can quantify it. So it's it's a um, it's a book that has not been written yet, yet, yet by anyone. Yeah, <laughs> but, but now uh, it's uh, over uh, one thousand five hundred references, so it's uh, scientific based uh, as as highest can be. Mm. Uh, it consists of uh, five hundred and thirty eight pages. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's visually very very uh, appealing, very beautiful. Uh, not like any normal book. It's it's actually a piece of art. Mm-hmm. You like to call it. Uh, you can find out more about more in the biohackingbook.com. Mm-hmm. So there are actually four chapters that are out in ebook. Mm-hmm. We have this special chapter on on, on uh, invincible immunity. Uh, the sleep chapter is free, so you can check the quality just by downloading the free free chapter on sleep. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are releasing the print book. Uh, some some like month early next year. I don't know if it's January or February, and it's gonna be uh, distributed to Amazon, mm-hmm. and of course ebook. And there is this bundle uh, offer. It's only like forty-seven dollars to get all the ebooks and all all the print versions and every stuff that we are coming up. Nice. So uh, it's it's um, we print it uh, on ourselves. There's no publisher. Mm-hmm. We do everything ourselves, so mm. 
so nice. that's that's uh, <laughs> that's the work. Nice, yeah. Do it. Get your ha- own hands dirty. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No compromises. Yeah. No, not not whatsoever. You can follow my Facebook. Mm-hmm. That's uh, if you Google Oli Soviarvi and Facebook, you can follow my Facebook. Uh, I do these uh, everyday biohacking videos. Of course, it's in Finnish, mm-hmm. but uh, you can use the translation for for that. I probably will do will be doing it in English next year. So I do 365 videos, one video every day. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a blog. Uh, I haven't been really writing there any stuff lately but it's called all oliasintegrallife.com mm-hmm. so there there are like a lot of uh, writings from 2010 2011 and 12 and 13 about the integral philosophy and like um body body mind uh, stuff so it, it's pretty interesting reading mm-hmm. also uh, how you can use the integral model the equal model to to uh, like um, research different areas of, of uh, humanity. Mm. Yeah, that's interesting and uh, definitely a whole another podcast topic for for the future. So I want to thank you, Holly, for coming onto the show. And every, if everyone is uh, interested in uh, optimizing <laughs> their physical and mental performance, then definitely uh, the Biohackers Handbook is a you know must read for 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 everyone. Thanks, Oli, again for coming on the show. And do you have anything else to say for our for our viewers? Uh, just a notification that uh, I'm having a little shivering, so uh, that's that's good for your health. So you're activating your uh, brown fat formation nice. by having this uh, cold thermogenesis. So I have this cold, but uh, it's only uh, like a t-shirt on, and, and I'm not moving. So my body is going uh, becoming the warm itself mm-hmm. while shivering. So that's that's one thing you want to do. Go go outside, get get uh, cold. <laughs> yeah, turn off the central heating. Yeah, okay. but also keep warm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. Thanks, Oli. Thank you, Sim. Yeah. Well, it's just so this is our nice house in there, and it's, uh, nice, beautiful. That's beautiful. Yeah. Oh, uh, we have uh, it, it's two two hundred and five uh, two two thousand five hundred square meter yard. Yeah. There's this stone which is pretty old. It's like thousands of years old. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, that's it for this episode. I hope that you now begin to take these things more seriously. That EMFs they aren't this hocus pocus, but they're actually a real thing that have real negative effects on your physiology and i would also suggest that you go outside and you know have this short grounding break for at least five to ten minutes but other than that that's it for this episode make sure you leave us a review if you already haven't stay tuned for the next one click the like subscribe notification bell as well like always my name is seem stay grounded stay empowered